You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Laugh Button Podcast right here on the Riot Cast Network. My name is Mark Seaman, a.k.a. Mark Says Hi. I am the managing editor of thelaughbutton.com. And joining me, as always, for the news, Matt Kleinschmidt, the uh, guy who understands the code behind the website. I do. I do. That's actually true. That's a true statement. Can you read all code? Because I can read, I can read most like, code. I can read, like... Yeah, it's basic shit, dude. Like it's a, it's a. I'm a, I know enough to be dangerous mm-hmm. because I can usually break something very easily, but I can't necessarily fix it. When you see somebody do air quotes, okay, do you yell out the code? Like, like no. if you were to do air quotes, no. like that's what she said. Like, would you no say the code before you did the air quotes instead of doing the air quotes? Like what? Like, you, like, like, like. Do you backslash know what, end rant? Yeah, exactly. I've done it once or twice, but I wouldn't say it's a thing. That'd be a funny sketch. Like to ha- watch somebody have a conversation in code, and then anytime Do like they were doing, yeah. There's a, there's a. I'm pretty sure that sounds like an SNL sketch that's happened already. Oh yeah, yeah. <sighs> Sorry, buddy. SNL and/or The Simpsons have done it first. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, we got some news to talk about mm-hmm. via thelaughbutton.com, and of course, this podcast headlines. Um, headlines, and then we'll have a special guest joining us. Keith Alberstadt, stand-up <laughs> comedian. Speaking of SNL, frequent contributor to the uh, good old news portion of SNL. Yeah, there you go. All right, so let's get to it. News. They just announced everyone that's got Comedy Central half hours. This is a big deal. I looked at the list. I'm like, this is A, a lot of them, mm-hmm. which is good. I think that's good. 14 in total, I believe. Is that normal? Yeah, I think it's usually around that, t- it's around that amount, 14, 15, 16, depending on how many shows they do, because they usually... Uh, they air them two at a time on Comedy Central, the half right. hour. Formerly known as Comedy Central Presents, I want to say it's in its 20-something year of doing this. So it's kind of a really good... It's a, First of all, it's a smart idea from Comedy Central. Yes. It allows them to kind of almost like create a farm team of like the next wave of talent and give people that, you know, might not be ready for the hour special, gives them, you know, that half hour or that they can kind of get into material. So it's or 20, 20 something, 26, yeah, minutes, 26, like 22 minus commercials or something like that. So it's, uh, it's really good. And they usually pick some people that are right on point. Like the, the people that you know that do stand up or have hours now, um, they usually had a Comedy Central presents or a half hour at some point. So right. Really All right. Cool. Here are the names. Andrew yeah. Santino. Yes. Andy Woodhall. Andy Woodhall. Barry Rothbart. Barry Rothbart. Beth Stelling. Beth Brooks Stelling. Whelan. I feel F- like you're my... Former, former Laugh Button podcast guest, Brooks yes, Whelan. Yes, Brooks Whelan. Uh, Hampton Yount, mm-hmm. who is very funny. I love this guy. Good yeah. writer, too. Um, caught him at the Benson Ball back in 09 and just stuck out to me. And uh, he just released a new album as well. Yeah. Beth Stelling is another great one, too. Yes. Joe List. Love Joe. Riot cast character? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, he a, does a, enough time on Bobby. A peerer person? Yeah, did you say a peerer? A peerer? <laughs> Joe List. Love Joe. <laughs> Joe the Truth List. Yeah, Tuesdays of Stories. Check it out yeah, if you never have. Podcast. It's really great. With uh, Mark Normand, yes. former Laugh Button podcast guest. This is all coming back to us. I don't know if you've noticed this. Every right? single person that we've ever had on the uh, said podcast has had a half hour. Just So kidding. that goes to say, book an appearance on the Laugh Button podcast. Yes. Get a half hour equals profit. Uh, Michelle Buteau. Love Michelle. Love so, hung too. out with her at the Maui Comedy Festival last year. Phil Hanley. Love Phil. Uh, Sam Marill. 
Sam is great. Sean Donnelly. Sean Donnelly's great. I got to stop saying everyone's great because it, it doesn't sound genuine, but everyone on this list is truly a great Tone comedian. Bell. Tone's great, too. Formerly of Bad Judge, the short-lived NBC sitcom. All right, Randy Letke. Randy Letke is fucking hilarious. He was actually Comedy Central. This is in the first uh, rodeo with Comedy Central. He was one of their artists to watch, new faces slash person, as was Tone Bell, uh, 2013 uh, New York Comedy Festival. And he's uh, he's got some really great kind of jokey, it's almost like anti-humor, anti-jokes type of situation. I don't know how I guess. Sounds like my kind of guy. Yeah, he, had, he also uh, had a brief run uh, on Last Comic Standing uh, last season. Last one, Liza Traeger. <laughs> Liza Traeger mm-hmm. was uh, actually we caught Liza at South by Southwest. She did uh, Big J Okerson and Art. Oh Shafir yeah, show. that's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, Liza's yeah. great. Cool. Liza's like five foot one of just bundle of awesome comedyness. That's how I, that's how I'm going to describe Liza from now on. So Liza, if you're listening, hopefully you don't take offense to that because I, I mean it in the best way possible. Well, kudos to the class of 2015 and yeah. the new half hours. Uh, that's a major stepping stone too because yeah. you know as a comedian who hits the road a lot or, or someone touring to be able to say as a credit, you know, comedy central half hour. That's like, that's quintessential. That, that means it's it kind of like when weird Al like parodies, one of your songs, you yeah, know, yeah, you've yeah. made it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that's the case. I think with the half hours, I but, mean, people that have done previous half hours. It's like, you know, Nate Bargatze's done a previous half hour. Joe DeRosa's done a half hour. Dan Soder's done a half hour. Uh, Jesus Christ, I'm just totally spacing on half these people that have done half hours, but like it's everyone you can think of. Rachel Feinstein, Nikki Glaser, they've all done half hours. You have so. a favorite half hour of all time? Ooh. You know what? Dane Cook's half hour. Yep. I got it. pretty gotta awesome. Admit, he rolls out in like that, that black tank top and just goes crazy. He just want to dance. Yeah. He just want to dance. I think it's when he did Acid He Spit. I think yeah. he did all that like classic Dane Cook stuff. Like Dane Cook was a supernova, man. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Bobby Kelly, Rycast co founder. Yep. Bobby Kelly has had a half hour. I'm going to throw this out there because this one struck me hard when I saw it for the first time that Jeremy Hotz. Yeah. And he would take his hand and put it up to his mouth and he'd just be like, Mr. <laughs> and oh man, I remember watching that with my dad, and we we're just like, "Oh my god, that guy's so funny!" I know, yeah. There's yeah. some great. I mean, like the, the, you still see reruns of Comedy Central presents on uh, on Comedy Central on like random like weekends or nighttime st- stuff, and like you know, like Gaffigan had one, and Gaff like all those like anyone like DePaulo Voss, all those dudes have had half hours. Geraldo, I mean, like yeah. you know, it's just like it's such a great thing to put on your resume, not even a resume, just a milestone to check off as a new comedian. So, congrats to the class of 2015. Uh, did you, you just know, try a slow clap? Is I, that what you, I just kind of clapped. Did you, kinda, did you want me? You know what it was? It was like, that's a wrap. And I was like, clap. Oh, okay. Because I was yeah. going to get in there with you, class of two, you know, 2015. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You know who, uh, wasn't that Kyle Cease who's in a TV show, like a Not Another Teen movie, who's always the guy trying to start the, yeah. cl- the slow clap? Bogey Lowenstein. <laughs> that's his character name. We need to get out more. Uh, it's a very nice day. How can I just pull, I pull that out? I don't know. Bogey Lowenstein. Kyle Cease was maybe, <laughs> maybe uh, 15th on the call list for that movie. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> you know what's funny? I can't I can't name another character in the movie. Now that I think was about it, it. Was it Freddie? Not Freddie Prinze, but like Bobo Freddie. Actually, wasn't it Captain America? Well, yeah, Chris Evans was Chris in Evans No, was I'm in talking character yeah, name, yeah, yeah. though. Oh, oh, no. Like I, Kyle Cease went by yeah, Bogey yeah. Lo- Lowenstein. All right, so next up here, and again, go to laughbutton.com. You can check out uh, more in-depth stories and everything we're talking about here on the yeah, set yeah, podcast. Yeah. All right, the National Comedy Center is set to bring your favorite comedians. My Matt, favorite comedians? Your favorite dead comedians Ooh. 
to life. I don't know how I feel about this. Via the hologram. I don't know how I feel about this. So a couple of years ago, right, it, it became yeah. legend. Like the Tupac Hall, the Coachella shit. Yeah, Coachella, Tupac comes to life via hologram and uh, joins Snoop Dogg, I think it was, on stage. And everyone freaked out. And I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. my God. This is up in Jamestown, New York. Yeah. And it's going to feature sort of like a comedy club environment. And then supposedly we're going to get four to five minute sets from comedians that have passed away. Okay. Like Richard Pryor, George Carlin, you know, Bob Hope, okay. Milton Berle. Like so some of the older people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hall of Presidents but yeah, with holograms. Basically. And uh, but but they haven't signed off with any of the states yet. They don't know what's going on, and That's this is kind of like a thing. It's out there now. So what do you do? You know, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. I really don't. Like, part of me is glad something like this is happening because it introduces the next generation to these very important comedians. Right. But the other part of me is like, God damn, just like let sleeping dogs lie. You know. Well, I, it's it's like a hall of fame of sorts, right? So if you were to go to an athletic Hall of Fame. Yeah, of but some. they have Babe Ruth walking around as a hologram. No, but they have his stuff there. I mean, no I one, no one has Richard di- Pryor's underwear, and they're not going to put it on display like in a in a museum. Yeah, but I mean, like some comics are like known for like iconic things, like you know the unknown comic in his in his bag, his grocery. All right, bag. It's just one guy. <laughs> come on, man. Mark well, Norman's zip up. Well, I was going like, to say Mark, Mark Norman's track jacket. We got going here. Sure, but yeah, yeah. But Eddie there, Murphy's there like purple like leather outfit from uh, you know his specials. Yeah, but that that's so minimal compared to like yeah, it is. It's not well. It's not a nostalgia driven enterprise. It's right. not like it's not like you know you see. Thirty balls are used over the course of a of a thirty microphones are used over the course of a, a comedy show. Right. You know, so there's not as much. All right. So supposedly this is going to be a thing that's going to happen, Matt. Yeah. And uh, it looks like Rodney Dangerfield also is on this list. And again, is that just they, like the dream list, the wish list? Because like, have I'm they, guessing has any of this been cleared by anyone? No, the, nothing's okay. cleared yet. And I'm trying to track down this gentleman's name, Mister. We'll call him Mister. Tom Benson. That's it. Okay. He's the chairman of the National Comedy Center. And he wants it to feel like a comedy club where folks can go yeah. and witness, you know, these classic routines yeah. in a setting that may have existed back then. And, yeah. And but he's figuring it out. I guess you kind of just say, "Hey, I'm going to do it." Well, and yeah. then and then you hope it sparks enough interest to where the estates do say, "Hey, you know what? All right, so, I'm cool with that. This yeah. is this is cool. I like I like where your head's at." I mean, I guess that's the deal. Who would you like to see come to life? I think it'd be, I mean, like, you know, I mean, you obviously mentioned the big dogs. You mentioned Pryor and Carlin. You know, I think it'd be cool to see like Lenny Bruce. Sure. I think it'd be very cool. I think Hicks would be a cool one to see. I but see, but then again, part of me is like, oh, fucking no. Please not have Bill Hicks, the, the hologram of Bill Hicks on stage. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that just seems so anti what he was about. Well, uh, how's Kinnison? it any different than just showing clips of his old special or something? But because, in like, a that's, something he's, that's something that he okayed. He, as a living entity, he was like, I would, I approve of this version of me being presented to the world. Right. Whereas a hologram, what are they doing? Unless they're just showing like his his set from Relentless, probably. And just I mean, like, what, you know, what are they going to do? They they can't they can't make him do a new routine. I guess not. I don't know. I don't you know. know. If Carlin's up there, they're going to take it I, from one of his specials. I think what it comes down to with all this is it's it's in the presentation. It's going right. to be how they present it. It's going to be how it looks. It's going to be how authentic it feels. You know, I'm glad there's going to be a comedy museum or there's a comedy museum that people are about because I think that's an, it's an important American art form. Right. Comedy is very American. Very uh, The only truly American art form I can think of outside of like jazz. Um, so like I'm glad it's starting to get its due in that way. It's just kind of a question 
question of how the hell do you pull it off where it's like it has an authentic vibe to it. Uh, by the way, you didn't say jazz correctly. It's jazz. I said jazz. Jazz. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm excited about this, Matt. Yeah. What's up? And uh, people go to the laughbutton.com. You get more details, like I you said, You know the headlines. These stories, yeah. Not, 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 uh, not abridged not versions. Abridged versions yeah. So The Simpsons... Talk about staples. Talk right? about a show that will outlive our children and our children's children. <laughs> I would almost say The Simpsons is the cockroach of television, <laughs> but I don't want to because that would imply that everybody hates it. It's got a negative connota- yeah, an- connotation to it. Yeah. But it will be here after this earth is gone. <laughs> it will be. It will be. They will They will have enough words spoken by the cast of The Simpsons that they can have Homer say things long after Dan Castellanella that's how you pronounce his name I believe so yeah long after Dan Castellanella is dead well they get renewed for two more seasons two more seasons so I think it's 26 and 27 which if you think about it when this happened when news came out hey we're gonna do two more seasons of The Simpsons I was thinking to myself when was I ever worried that this wasn't going to get renewed? There was a there was a time frame a couple of years back. They were it, ultimately it would come down to money. It's what it's going. It's what's yeah going with the cast show. and do they want to do it it's anymore? It's paying right? the cast. It's keeping the overhead. I mean, granted, that show built Fox. It built an empire. Sure, and like there's a lot of money in it. But there's a point where it just won't be lucrative to the point where they'll have to pay too much royalties and to the cast or as far as residuals or syndication fees or something like that. And they're not making enough on the back end. It, it, that's what's going to kill the Simpsons. It's not going to be ratings. It's going to be money. How old were you when you realized that Bart's voice came from a woman? Uh, actually, very early on, because I, I don't remember what it was, how I learned it, but uh, it was like early on in the run, like maybe like the first couple times that I was I saw it. Like it was such a phenomenon when it came out that like they were interviewing everyone from the cast. Sure, and you're so, like, oh, Nancy Cartwright. Yeah, does oh, that. Nancy Cartwright okay. does voice of, of of Bart. I never thought it was weird. I never yeah. was like, I was like, yeah, of course, you know, like it's a cartoon. Anyone could do that fucking voice. You have a favorite episode? Oh, jeez. I don't know. I'm not like a oh episode number one twenty two. Yeah, hashtag AF two six. Yeah, but like I do, I do find myself quoting Homer Simpson from the Beer Baron episode a lot. Okay, where he starts bootlegging liquor because Simpson because Springfield goes dry. (laughs) And one of my favorite lines is the Elliot Ness like character who basically comes to Springfield to. to find this this bootlegger, the beer baron. Homer's called the beer baron in the episode, and like he's standing on top of the cliff overlooking Springfield, and you see like you know the iconic Simpsons Springfield look where you see the, the nuclear power plant in the background, right. and, stuff. and he's like kind of like talking to himself. And he's like, "You're out there, beer baron. Somewhere I will get you." And like kind of like shakes his fist in the air. And then all you hear is like this this voice off in the distance. It's clearly Homer. He's just like, "No, you won't." <laughs> and I I don't know why, but I that that. That episode, for some reason, like that particular part of that episode, has always kind of like been like, yeah, I just it just makes me laugh every t- time when I hear it. like I think of no you won't or no you won't in some way. But sure. that's probably that one or the one where like Homer falls out of the car, rolls down the hill, <laughs> bounces off the hill, then rolls back into the car. <laughs> there's some good ones. Yeah, yeah. There's some amazing memories. Do you remember when they uh, when they fucked up Kristen Shaw's name in the credits? And no, I don't remember. That. Oh, this is great. So so they messed up her name in the credits yeah. to make it up to her. They had um, Bart right on the chalkboard. I will never misspell Kristen Shaw ever again. Oh, like, that's so over funny. and over and over oh, again. Oh, wow. I didn't know And I was like, that. what a cool, just. Yeah, very cool. Hey, sorry we botched that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so, so, anyway, two new seasons, which two is seasons, great. Yes. But also, the Simpsons theme park, which does exist down in Orlando at Universal, mm-hmm. uh, is coming to Hollywood. It's, uh, it's, it's already cool. had like sort of a soft launch. 
but it's got the uh, grand opening coming up uh, later this month, and everyone's freaking out about it. But what's cool is they have uh, different aspects to it than they do in the one in Orlando. Okay. Definitely go check it out. The Simpsons ride is one of my favorite rides just of all. It's so fun. <laughs> I used to play the video game all so the time. Fun. The Simpsons video games are great. Which one? Yeah, there's so the, many. The They're NES great. one where like you know you could where like Bart can make the crank phone phone calls. Oh sure. Yeah, yeah, calls Mo yeah, and you yeah, have to yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. That was a good one. Those were good ones. All right. What else you want to talk about, Matt? Uh just for laughs, dude. Like I, I don't know uh how much of our audience knows about Just for Laughs, but it's uh probably the premier comedy festival in the world. Yeah, it's it's Yeah, yeah. It's here's the deal in this hemisphere thirtieth year, something like that. This hemisphere it's just for laughs and in a different hemisphere it might be Edinburgh. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a uh, different type of festival. But I will say this and, and I wrote about this on the laughbutton.com is some of the greatest comedy happenings ever of all time have taken place at the Just for Last Festival in Montreal. Oh, yeah, and this is their 33rd year, 30, if you can believe years. it. Shit, jeez. Uh, it's pretty wild. I'm super stoked for this year in particular because this is the first time Mike Myers, you know, I guess he's a national treasure up there in yeah, Canada. Yeah, of course. Is going to the festival. I When I heard that announcement, I couldn't believe that. I was like, come on. Mike Myers had to have gone at some point. Even as a fan, maybe he went. But, yeah, I mean, he's a Canadian. You'd think he'd be there at some point. But, but they're going to honor him with the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award, which I think is pretty cool. Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart, Neil Patrick Harris is going to be there as hosting one of the galas. Uh, Trevor Noah, Jane Lynch, Bill Burr, Pat Oswalt, the list goes on and on. It's just easy to say anyone who's anyone. I'm just going to give you a heads up, yeah. and I'm going to give you know the Laugh Button folks a heads okay. up. that your Laugh Button readers. Because we're going to be up there. Listeners. We're going to be up there, right? Yes. Covering the festival. Of course. Uh Probably be dipping out for an hour and a half for Weird Al Yankovic's free outdoor <laughs> concert. Just, of course. I'm just giving you the uh, heads up now. Good to know. Good so to know. That's I, in June. That's I'll be taking in, a long bathroom break. It's like the entire month of June, and then they also have, then the end of it kind of like intensifies, and that's when all the comedy uh, industry people kind of Sure. Like. Yeah, but I'm just like about Just for Last. It's, it's, a, it's an awesome festival. It's an awesome festival. Montreal is an awesome town. Like, it's just awesome. There's if, like, if you've never been to Europe and you live in the United States yeah. and you want to feel like you're in Europe, go yeah. to Montreal. They speak French there. Speak but, French there. Yeah. They have uh, this cool street you can walk down. But don't be. But don't be. Hold on. One thing. But they do speak French. But like they'll come up and they'll say bonjour, and then you say hello in English, and they just start uh, talking to you in English. Yeah. Like don't feel intimidated. Where they walk away and go, this guy. Don't feel intimidated if you can't speak French. Like right. you know, they they speak English too. Actually, I think if I'm not mistaken, all the servers in Montreal are required to be bilingual, both French yes. and English. So yeah, and don't be. Terrible. People are awesome. Food's awesome. Food's awesome. All right, so that's going on, and that's big time. You can go to hahaha.com, and that's H-A-H-A-H-A.com for all the ticket information. You can yes. buy individual tickets. You can buy a whole bunch. Just buy everything and uh, head up to Montreal, man. It's always a good trip, and it's right in the middle of summer, you know, so the weather's great. The whole city is swallowed up by this festival. It really is. Everybody's involved. You just hang out, walk the streets. Everyone's in a great mood because everybody's laughing. And it, it is truly fantastic and, and very entertaining it really to is. go to that said festival. It yeah. really is, man. It really is. So so I uh, some iconic stuff has happened down there. Last year, like I think it was last year or two years ago, Dave Chappelle did like a twelve show run. Mm-hmm. Like he sold like twelve galas. Now the galas up there in their in their in, they're like th- what? 
1,200, 1,500 people. They're huge. Massive. Massive. They're probably even bigger than that, actually. So uh, so it's pretty it's pretty awesome. And going back to what I said earlier about Bill Hicks, yes. his special Relentless was taped at Just for Laughs. Mm-hmm. That was like the big Bill Hicks coming out party. So, um, you know, just random factoid. Actually, it's the one where he's wearing the uh, the, the turtleneck in. Ah. And, it's, and he was sweating profusely through that turtleneck because he just assumed Montreal was cold, even though it was the middle of July. So, so he wore funny. a turtleneck appropriately. It gets toasty up there, man. It does. It, I mean, like it's it's like a new it's like a New England w- summer. So sure. like it'll get hot up there, you know, definitely. All right, this was pretty interesting. I don't know yep. if you watched it or not. I, I decided to post this on the site, but uh, there's some footage of Jack Black from 1987 <laughs> student film. Yeah, yeah. That uh, the director released recently because of the uh, Kurt Cobain documentary came out and called Montage of Heck. And you saw it. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I want to watch it. I got I got thoughts on that documentary. Like, it's a great documentary. I can see. Also Give be- me a quick like two sentence review. Great documentary. Okay. I didn't realize he was into heroin as much as he was. Oh, that's a bummer. It yeah. is a bummer because like there's some scenes of him and Courtney with the kid. Hard to watch. Yeah. Hard to watch. Yeah. Oh, like it, it yeah yeah hard to watch. I wonder how he got all that footage. Brett Morgan, by the way, is the guy who directed yeah, yeah. Uh, the Kirk Cobain doc, um, but he also directed Jack Black in this old yeah. high school film they did together. So you can go to the website, check that out. It's pretty wild. Um, what else do you want to talk about before we get to Keith Alberstadt? I mean, there's too much news. And again, laughbutton.com. Just go there, see all the headlines. Also, shout out to a couple of people that have been, uh, but we're nice enough to go to our iTunes page and the, the rate and review us. Shout yeah, somebody it. landed in Go nice Pack poster. Joe, dude. He, he's Joe, go Pack Joe. Well, that's his, that's his handle. His name is Phil, but Go Pack Joe uh, left some really great reviews, and uh, we sent him a poster. So, Not go, just any poster. You can tell a, him what it is. It was an autographed Bill Burr. Poster from our South by Southwest showcase. Uh, it's Nate Pergazzi, Paul Verzi, Bill Burr, uh, Al Madrigal, Glenn jo- Joe DeRosa, Glenn Wool. They all signed it, and we sent it off to Go Back Joe. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, man. All you got to do, rate, comment, review, join the conversation. That's yeah, get in the mix. Do. Follow us on all the socials, at the laugh button. Follow us on Facebook. We throw up questions there all the time to get your feedback. And if you join in on the convo, nice things happen. We have a yeah, bunch of swag. And uh, cool things like autograph posters. We have plenty of albums, DVDs, all kinds of comedy stuff. Yeah. So if you're a comedy fan, you're not, you're not going to uh, lose out no. by interacting. That's all yeah. we're saying. So. Just come join the conversation. All right. Uh, a lot of people signing deals. Uh, Comedy Bang Bang got renewed for a fifth season. It did get renewed. It's crazy. I'm. This will be the last thing I talk about before Keith. Okay. Because I want to mention this to everyone. You know, Robin Williams obviously passed away, and, and it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of stuff that exists that Robin did before... Yeah. Uh, before you know that he accomplished before he passed away, yeah. some and stuff it, was in the can. Yeah, stuff was in the can, and and some stuff will never see the light of day. Yeah, and some stuff will. And something that we're going to be able to experience is his voice, and it's just his voice. But yeah. I think it's going to be great. Um, everybody from the Monty Python crew is involved with this. Simon Pegg is involved with this. It's called Absolutely Anything, and it's a new movie that's going to be coming out in the UK. Obviously, it'll make its way here to the states. And Robin Williams voices Simon Pegg's dog yep. in the film Dennis. And I, I don't even want to tell people. I just want to watch the trailer and see what yep. you think. But ultimately, Simon Pegg gets the power to do anything. And he absolutely, to, anything. absolutely anything. <laughs> and he has to make the decisions if he can use it for good or evil. Oh, you know. And then, you know, classic movie tropes. But yeah, totally movie tropes. But there, uh, yeah, it's I, I, I love Robin Williams. I mean, like you know, some people, will, some people like him for his stand up. Some people like him for his his acting. I just think he was. As all those stories came out after hearing his death, it just seems like he was a generally interesting and fun and good person. Do you so. ever get to see him? Do you ever get to meet him? 
Can't say I did. And, you know, the, I hear conflicting stories about that. Some comedians talk about how great and nice he was, and some people talk, and, you know, the older generation talks about how he's kind of a joke thief. So yeah, it's there weird, are some right? stories. There's some stories about that, too. So it's it's weird. I mean, I, I knew him more for his movies than his stand up. Uh, but, you know, I, I appreciated a lot of what his movies are about. So it's interesting that this is coming, like, even his underrated movies I liked a lot, like 24-Hour Photo. Yeah. That was a great one, too. Or what was that the other one? Insomnia? Was that the other yeah, one? Yeah, Insomnia. Too? Or, you know, what Dreams May Come. Like, they're, like this, oh, like, what a great movie. It's so visually cool looking, you know? So, like... It's yeah, kind of eerie, that movie. It is. It is. It very much so. Exactly. But, yeah. um, you know, it's... And I still haven't watched World World's Greatest Dad, which I heard he was great in. Which oh, I, you like, never saw that? Oh, man. I'll get on it. I'll get on the Robin Williams kick again. You you got to watch. You know what we're going to do? We're going to stop talking about the news right we're now. Gonna You're going to watch, watch it. it. Okay, I'll do it. There's going to be about a two-hour break before Keith comes in. <laughs> and we're going to listen to Matt watching <laughs> World's Greatest we're gonna Dad. We're going to Science Theater 3000 this shit. Right here. Let's please on do that Button one podcast. day. Let's just call a com- Let's get a couple comedians in here and watch something and just Mystery Science Theater 3000. You want to do that? Yeah. I guess we have to get it. the license for it, right? No. We're a podcast. We go, we go rogue, buddy. <laughs> Just do it and apologize listen, later. Listen, That's the rule. Sprantz will foot the bill. Rob Sprantz <laughs> will pay for the the rights for us to stream whatever movie. It is. All right. Well, yeah. we are we do have permission to have Keith Alberstadt <laughs> on the do. podcast, have, and he's yes. joining us yeah. uh, right now. Here's Keith Alberstadt, everyone. All right, joining us right now on the Laugh Button Podcast is comedian Keith Alberstadt. Uh, he's a writer, also I should say, and a human being as well, and a very nice one at that. <laughs> he's been on. Letterman, and uh, just recently, Late Night with Seth Meyers. He had a great set, Last Comic Standing, Red Eye, and a frequent contributor to uh, Saturday Night Live's Weekend Update. By the way, I have to we have to emphasize that. Contributing writer to Weekend Update. Oh, Versus they, they get writer? frustrated? They, yeah, they got a, a... And I've always said that. Right. Uh, but we had a... I think I stressed it. They, You did. You okay. did fine. <laughs> some people, some people like, take it upon themselves. Oh, he writes for SNL. Like, no, right. no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, we got a uh, we got a little email about that. Really? To, Interesting. Uh, to, not, to, to not leave out the contributing part. So oh, now, Weekend weird. Update is its own set of writers. Because technically, you are a writer yeah. who I'm, contributes I'm submitting. To the... Yeah, I'm a... You get paid I, for I, your work. I, I get mean... paid if they use the work. Okay. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it, I'm not a writer. I never, but people look at that credit and they're like, oh, you're right for it. No, yeah. no, don't. I try to. I bust the bubble. I try to and they decide on whether I did or I didn't. So. <laughs> right. I mean, I have. They've yeah. used my stuff before. Yeah. But, uh, when, when you got the first one on, were you, was it just like awesome? Is it, is it kind of the same as like if a you're. A monologue joke from like. Lately. Yeah, either a monologue or like a band would like their songs yeah. on the radio for the first time. You're yeah. like, oh my god! Like, was that pretty? It was pretty wild. I was tipped off. Uh, my buddy Mike worked at Update. Okay, he, he uh, sent me a text and said uh, I was already going to dress rehearsal, and uh, and right when I was going to, to going into the audience, he sent me a text and said, hey, your uh, your Tim Tebow joke might make dress rehearsal, and uh, and it did, and uh, and it got a huge response. That's great. And then he tipped me off again, like around midnight, and said, uh, "It's going coming. live, baby. It's coming. It's that's, on the show. That's pretty awesome." Now, do you get paid if it makes it to dress or only no, dress? No, only so it's got to go. It's got to go on the show. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> All right. So that's good vibes here, but guys. But it, it's, it's, it's been a cool. It's been a cool ride, man. And uh, yeah, so it's. It, and then I went. I was contributing jokes to uh, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, he, you were doing his, Fallon for his, a bit, right? When he got late night. Before yep. he got Science Show. That's cool. 
So it was fun. Been a fun ride. But stand-up's my baby. That's it what, is. Uh, that's what I like to do. It is your end-all, be-all, let's say. And uh, again, congrats on the Seth Meyers set, man. It was really well done. Thanks, and the response man. has been good. Oh, Get fun. a lot of feedback been, from it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. It's cool. It was uh, I, I'm trying to remember that particular episode. Was was Armisen there playing with the band, you know? No, or, you know he was... Or was he out somewhere else? I, yeah. He wasn't there. He was not there. I was not, you know, I was not given the reason why, but he... Well, but was, well he something. heard you were coming. He oh, was yeah. like, yeah, I'm, out of, I'm out of here. <laughs> I don't he need was, to be he here was for this. The, uh, I was reading the um, comments later. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a huge mystery, apparently. But like, where the, what the hell, what happened to Fred Armisen? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, apparently, yeah, yeah great set, but where was Fred? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where was Fred? <laughs> like, I was, like, well, doesn't he go in like, well, Portlandia and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, he's he got does, all these other projects going on. But you would think if you're... dude, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. everything. Trenchmouth. He used to be in a hardcore band. Yeah. Yeah. Drummer, yeah, yeah. Well, I was, was going to bring that up. Trump oh, though. sorry, didn't mean to step on you. No. Yeah. <laughs> Trump that. Sorry, I don't, I don't buddy. Know about <laughs> <laughs> he was in Trenchmouth too. Well, of course. I mean, was, <laughs> Who doesn't know I mean, Trenchmouth? Like, I mean, come on. Did you? Did you know he went to school with Jim Brewer, but they didn't know each other? No. Like they were in the same class and stuff. They didn't know each other. You know, and they obviously went their separate ways, and then they both wound up on SNL. Is how, that right? How wild is that? <laughs> That's it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. Talented high school. Yeah, very talented high school, I guess. Hey, it's New York, right? <laughs> Us imports, we don't do so well, Keith. We got to crack that hot shell. I know. All right. Um, so, Keith, what else is going on for you, man? <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, I wrote a uh, I wrote a pilot. Oh, nice. Yeah, shopping that around. Okay. So uh, doing that and uh, doing the old uh, doing the old stand up comedy. Is it is traveling it a, around? Can I ask you this? Is it a comedy pilot or is it a uh, drama? Is it what what kind of? Uh... It's a it's a comedy pilot with uh, with heart. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a romantic comedy starring Jennifer Lopez. Is what you're or what well, whatever chick well, you that's want what it's going to be once it makes it to air. I think right. Soul, soul was the word I was looking for. Or whatever chick it's you want to make soul. out with, right? That right. you're going to be starring in. Well, of course, Lucy taking, based upon your we're life. Taking, of course, you taking audition. So, so who's on the list for you? <laughs> so if you could cast a romantic comedy or a pilot, who would you want to make out with? My my girlfriend is uh, <laughs> probably going to. She's got this. great acting chops. She's right up there. You know, whenever we're watching Turn now, okay, you know the AMC, AMC, sure. yeah, <coughs> that that Heather Lind, yeah, quite the looker. Okay, you know like, what I'm talking about. Is she cross-eyed or something? She, or she... <laughs> <laughs> she was in a uh, trench mouth. <laughs> she played she the keyboardist. She was a for... flag girl. <laughs> she was. There was a couple of years they had a flag girl <laughs> yeah. off to the side. Uh, they weren't. They weren't very. Uh, it was very funny. It wasn't very, it wasn't, wasn't very prominent. No, we're on the um, uh, we're on the very genesis stages of that. Okay. So, what, what, when, what, when casting becomes an issue, yeah. you know, you'll deal with we'll it. We'll deal with that. You'll deal with that. We'll deal with that. Later. That'll be a conversation. Call, call that, up AMC. Uh, that could make or break the the relationship, <laughs> right? She's in TV, actually. Oh, she is. Yeah. So she's made out with other dudes. Uh, no, she's not an actress. Oh, okay. She's but in, she's on in the, TV on the production side. Well, that doesn't mean she doesn't make out with other dudes. Uh, let's change the subject. <laughs> I'm going right, to punch Keith. you in the face. So, Keith, <laughs> last time we saw each other, I believe we were at the same audition. Is this is this the last time I saw you? We were in a, oh, at an audition right. for... But you were doing something different. It was the same building. But you had, didn't you have some kitty litter thing you were doing? No. You were well, like, wait, you were auditioning for kitty litter? I was double dipping that. Wait time. a minute. You were telling me about auditioning for kitty litter, but we were both auditioning for something. What yeah, was that? We were what both auditioning for that AOL, one of the AOL sports shows, sports comedy shows. Do you remember? Do you remember I, your no, life? I, 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 no, I, I remember what you're talking about. But that 
The audition I saw you at was... It was for AOL. It was downtown. Yeah. It was like in the financial district. Totally. It was for something else, wasn't no, it? No, no, no. It was for the AOL. Remember they put us all in a room, and then we each had to say something about ourselves, and then... You know, blah blah blah, and then they bo- they basically picked yeah. all the hot girls. Right, is what happened in the end, <laughs> yeah. and we're all like, "What the yeah. fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, I did a baseball joke in front of a bunch of comedians and TV execs. Yeah, I'm like this is going to go wait, horribly wrong. Wait, but you actually, got to tell a joke? Yeah, my group didn't get to tell jokes. It was like, it, it was it was like, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then have you ever interviewed somebody before? And then it got awkward because you had to kind of name drop, you know? Oh, and right. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. like. If I say George Lucas, does that make it weird? <laughs> you know what I mean? If I say LeBron James, does that help? Well, you didn't, I don't know. You, you just make up a name. Kind yeah. Like a John yeah, how are we going to check? Seinfeld. Like, how are we going to check? How are well, we going to know? I don't know, man. You can say I, George Lucas, yeah. and then if somebody says, the guy in Great Star. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, yeah, no, my neighbor, George. The del- <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Jorge Lucas. <laughs> I, you know, he just... works the bodega down the street. <laughs> Probably should have said that. Earlier, but yeah. I interviewed him. I can't remember if that was the last time we saw each other. But nonetheless, I've shared a Super Bowl with you once. I remember watching the Super Bowl with you. <laughs> you don't remember <laughs> Look, you anything. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> I've got Alzheimer's. Keith, have you been high for when, when was, the last 15 years? When, when, okay, the Super Bowl was... Oh, that was PJ Walsh. Yes. Sure, yeah, it was in the and Giants. And that was the year of the Giants-Patriots <laughs> yeah, with yeah. the helmet catch. Sure, that was uh, Tyree. Shared David, that memory David with Tyree. you and you could care less. <laughs> Couldn't care less, I believe, is yes. the oh, proper here we way go. to say that. Oh, what, are you, what are you, a writer on SNL? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, contributing writer. Huge word out Semantics. You know, semantics. Yeah. It is semantics. Uh, anyway, yeah, shared that memory with you too, Keith. Super Bowl audition. We'll just stop there. Sirius XM. Yeah, sure. I'm still angry at my last Sirius XM. Yeah, so you're bringing this up because you are. You still have a bone to pick with the well, situation. Because so. they stumped me, but they, but they, only because we didn't uh, clarify the rules. Right. So we let's ca- have, let's we, catch we up, Matt, real yeah, quick. Yeah, let's I, catch I, up, I, Matt, I and, and the listeners. This. So, yeah. so Keith used to come up on one of my shows all the time up at SiriusXM, and th- my one of my favorite things about Keith is his vast knowledge of college mascots. <laughs> it's re- just name a college, Matt. He'll know. The but mascot. It, it all started when I went to. Okay, well, I went to Rutgers. What's Rutgers mascot? The Scarlet Knights. Oh, he does. Okay. Yeah. But it all started when I first came in to the studio, and then people would call in and go, "Hey, where are you calling from?" And right, they'd, go, they'd say, uh, "You know, Akron, Ohio." Oh, the old Akron Zips. Yeah, the old home Zips. of the Zips. Yeah, so like, yeah, that's just, right. How'd you know that? Just, I'd be like, no. "Oh my god!" So the okay. last time he came up. We challenged the audience to try to stump, stump Keith. Him. Okay. And people were calling it ridiculous. I've never even. He would just. Boom, got him, boom, really? got him. Until people started doing like, yeah, like cause our fourth rule, tier. Yeah, our rule was you have to have one Division One sport. Okay. You, know, you can't you can't call in with like, you know, Idaho State A and M. Okay. Like some <laughs> random Which division, are the which are the six. volunteers, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the Southampton Institute of Technology. You're right. They're calling in like the only sport on campus was like lacrosse yeah. or or ice hockey and like these northeastern small colleges. Yeah. But it was Division One. So, so Keith was getting frustrated. I, I, we should have said Division One, like real sport, like yeah. football. So how did you acquire this knowledge? Is it like were there books you flipped through as a kid or something? No, traveling, and uh, I was in college sports for four and a half years. Okay, what did you um, what did you do in college? Sports? I went to I went to Vanderbilt, home okay. of the mighty Commodores. <laughs> Here it goes, Vandy fan. What is a Vanderbilt like? Yeah, Nate Bargatze's kind of been on our. He's lives a, a lot fan. Lately. He is a Uber fan. Um, and he's a very good friend of mine. Yes, so don't, I would don't take this. No, lovely, lovely. Uh, but he never went there. 
He, yeah, well, that, he's uh, what the what they call a sidewalk fan. Oh, well, we saw nothing wrong with that. Shots fired. We, we yeah, love shots fired, Nate. Uh, fans are fans, <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. at Vanderbilt. You know, yeah, we'll, yeah of course. We'll take what we get. <laughs> Wait, hold <laughs> on. Exactly. Sidewalk fans? That's I never what, knew that term. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. That's, I've uh, heard that term before. Oh, yeah. uh, you uh, don't Notre, even know Notre, sports. I, I know nothing about sports. And Notre Dame calls their non-alum fans something. Um, I forget what it's called. Notre Dame. Not Notre Dame. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> not Notre Notre Dame. Notre Dame. No, Nate, Nate's awesome. But yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's, he's a, a big huge fan. 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 But yeah. I, I went I went there, and then when I graduated, I worked in the athletic department for four and a half years okay. in uh, both alumni development and marketing sales. Wait, alumni development? Yeah, You're already raised, you don't yeah, how do you develop money? alumni? Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I was just gonna <laughs> say like this is. It's like you already call went them. here. You That's also known as like the... recruitment, right? right. <laughs> you just make them an alumni. I did not like that part of the job. Yeah, it was rough. It was uh, calling rate. people, asking them for money. I was yeah, twenty-two it's... years old. Yeah, they call them up, say, "Hey, um, so." Uh... And it was right in the middle. It wasn't a scandal, but it was this big thing where, like the like the most heralded high school athlete basketball, the most heralded basketball senior coming out in in coming out of high school into college wanted to go to Vanderbilt. Oh, oh okay. In the country. Yeah. Like number one in the country. His name is Ron Mercer. He ended up playing for the Celtics. He wanted to come to Vanderbilt and uh, didn't have the grades. And, right. And there was this huge, huge story because um, the, the the local paper called the school and the admissions office didn't know who Ron Mercer was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very lax standards back then. So they just looked it up. <laughs> oh, yeah, he didn't get in. And so the paper just ran with it. Oh, wow. Like right. Vanderbilt. You know, rejects Ron Mercer, and it became this gigantic story. He ended oh, up wow. going to Kentucky, and you know, Being playing for awesome. two years and going pro. Yeah, wow. but he wanted to come to Vandy, and so all like we lost so much financial support. People wow. were just like, you know, Vanderbilt doesn't care that I don't care about winning. And well, anyway, I mean, like was, you it, know, it's well, they're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't, because. If they take them, they don't give a shit about you know earning a degree in education. And if they do take right. them, it's you know. Yeah, that was the thing back then. Weird. It was a, it was a huge too. ongoing debate. I remember our, our athletic director at the time was saying like, "We're not going to exploit the kids. Like the only yeah. reason we would bring him in would be to win basketball games. Like that that's we're exploiting him. Yeah. We're not. Uh, we're just using him for our gain and not." Uh, giving him an education. Yeah, because no yeah. one's ever done that. So, well, we try to. <laughs> I, no, I, no I, colleges. I, I personally, I I believed back then and still do to a degree. You know, give him that education and, and maintain your graduation standards. Yeah, yeah right. You know, but uh, you know, help him along the way. Bring him in, help him along. Right. All right, Keith. I want to ask you because you are such an avid sports. Anyway, fan. so that, as as a uh, being in college athletics, I got just traveling around. Gotcha. Both as a comedian and. And at Vanderbilt. That's crazy. That's that's nuts. That's how type A I am. Like I have to answer the question <laughs> yeah, before yeah, yeah. we move on. No, that's okay. We can't go off on tangents and then not answer. That's the fine. That's question. fine because we tend to tangent a lot. So you'll let's be keep, there to bring us keep all this back. organized. So right. you have like OCD conversations. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts. Which is why you like, corrected uh, my speech earlier. It's, uh, You're look, like we're not moving on until know, you it, say that yeah, sentence five times I'm, correctly. I'm a little uh, idiosyncratic <laughs> to say the least. All right, so. Here, here's the thing um, that I wanted to ask you about as far as sports go, because you're such an avid sports fan, and I feel like a lot there are comedians out there that are, but there are a lot of comedians that aren't, you know, they're like, yeah, sports, whatever, or I, I did comedy because I couldn't play sports, or, yeah. you know, the reason I know nothing about sports is because that's not cool, because I'm in this world, or, or the opposite. But you bridge that gap, right? Do you feel that that knowing so much about sports or being a huge sports fan like affects you at all in comedy, like or or you find that it it hurts relationships or you don't get relationships in comedy because of that? 
Um, it's kind of all across the board. I think it's helpful in that, um, you know, for example, if I'm traveling, if I'm on the road, I can relate and, and, and talk to the crowd, kind of, you know, be on the same page of what they're going through, whatever sports they got going on. Or if I talk to somebody here in New York, hey, where are you from? St. Louis. Oh, the Cardinals off to a rock and start, right? right. Kind of have that yeah, yeah. instant connection where it's kind of like a bond sort of thing. But I also can relate to, I do comedy because I couldn't play sports. Yeah. Uh, I had asthma throughout high school and I wanted to play basketball and football like nobody's business but I couldn't I, I mean I couldn't run up a flight of stairs without keeling over but I played baseball because it wasn't as active and that's my favorite sport anyway but then I just didn't get I wasn't good at it yeah like right when I hit 15 when the the, the pitches were no longer uh, <laughs> in a straight line or, they were curving and dropping and, right or underhand and <laughs> right and faster I was like screw this I could have dedicated myself to getting better but I said do something else with my life but i was making uh, all my teammates laugh and whatever and and uh so somebody dared me to do it and you know that's kind of how it all began do you find the uh comics that are sports fans like migrate to each other like you're good friends with nate he's obviously a big vanderbilt yeah. fan we in fact we witnessed him wear three different vandy t-shirts in the same, same day. day yeah which is crazy <laughs> but he's obviously a big fan i think the vanderbilt merchandise bookstore goes to nate's house to get an idea of what possible. they should look at hey so nate what what, what, yeah, what are the fashion trends for this fall i really do think they do that uh mm. yeah I got, you know i i feel like i uh kind of gravitate towards just people who i enjoy being around which is pretty much everybody yeah um that might sound cheesy but it's true it's not cheesy because you know? i got a lot of interest besides sports you sure. know, i love history um, you do. I do. I'm a. I'm a fan. Of I think we talked history traveling. books last time. Oh. You were trying to push some stuff off I'm me a, on me, and I was like, I'm good, man. Oh, that's <laughs> I don't great. Need, I don't that's need great. it. That's why I love. And I got Leslie turned on to turn because I, American Revolution is my yeah, favorite yeah, part yeah, of history. Of so I'm, yeah. just, I'm all into it. And, uh, and so yeah, she got hooked, but she's the same way. She's like, eh, it's not really my. Thing. <laughs> but I love it. So I gravitate towards people who you know, whatever, whether it's sports or history or, or whatever. But the sports thing, I think, is, um, you know, it's just so popular in the country that it's an easy way to um, yeah, icebreaker. find, a, find common ground yeah, with sure. people. And with uh, with comics, um, and it's, it's, it could be relatable, I guess. I mean, just depending on where they come from. My, my sitcom is about sports. Ah, well, so I'd figure that. My um, the, the American history of sports? It is. is. It is Double George dipping. Washington playing baseball. <laughs> That's the... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's actually autobiographical. It's about um, it's about my time. Um, I don't know if I should say. Yeah, it's it's much. cool. It's still, it's still in the building <laughs> stages, but it yeah, it's about my time between college and stand up when I was working in the college world. Interesting. College sports. Would you say you're as passionate about comedy as you are sports in the sense of, of just being a fan of it? Obviously, oh, yeah. it's what you do for a living, but are you on top of everything? Like, do you know what's going on in the comedy world? Are you aware of, like, shows that get picked up or someone's got a new special? Or, like, how ingrained are you, you know, not just in the culture as a performer, but just as a fan? As much as I can be. But the, the, they're different parameters or different uh, limits to that like for example in the nfl you have what 30 teams to keep mm -hmm. up with and and the ins and outs of of one league whereas comedy you got everything from tv to podcast to stand-up to yeah. clubs to i mean there's so much stuff going on so i try to keep my finger on the pulse of stuff that i need to be aware of 
but yeah, I, I would say no on, on <laughs> being aware of everything. But uh, yeah, but out, as far as passion goes, there's no question. I'm very passionate about comedy, and yeah. the more you get into it, you know, that's the OCD thing, the the you know, the the over analytical whatever. Yeah. That's that's been exacerbated over the years. I think that the more entrenched you get into a business like this, the more you realize what goes into crafting a joke and and perfecting your set and preparing for a TV set and making and just meticulously picking things apart. Um, that just becomes a part of your everyday life after a while. <laughs> but then when you do that, you start to appreciate, you know, people like Seinfeld and Gaffigan and Burr and the, the people who are, <coughs> the people who are meticulously making a joke better. It's like that Brian Regan quote, can it be 1% better? Yeah. Like a joke is never really done. Right. Whether it's a facial expression or an extra pause or an extra word itself, whatever it. So that's, that's what I love. I love seeing, the progression of jokes like when when chris rock hosted um snl mm -hmm. he was at the cellar running his monologue jokes for a good few weeks and so it was so so much fun for me as a comedy fan to watch that progression to know that he was working on something and then when i found out he was hosting i was like oh that's what he's working on and then when i saw it on tv it just it was i, I loved seeing the finished product knowing what that big chunk of ice was at the beginning of the whole journey Nice. What's the oldest joke you have that's still being reworked? You yeah. know what's funny is that last week I was was it or maybe it was two Thursdays ago, uh, Throwback Thursday, uh, of course, you know, thing on Instagram and Twitter sure. or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, I brought it to the stage <laughs> just for no reason. I've never seen anybody else do this. Like we're gonna do Throwback Thursday joke style <laughs> at the cellar of all places, like that's the place, a, like dude, the one place you idea. don't want to do it. Yeah, of course. But uh, the manager, uh, one of the workers, suggested that, or dared me almost. Uh, it was terrible. I was like, this is one of the first open mic jokes I ever had. And it was, uh, I was at a restaurant, and a uh, waitress came up and said, hey, you want a box for the rest of your meal? And I said, all right, but I got to warn you, I'm pretty good. <laughs> Hold it. Keith's putting up his hands right now in like boxer a pose. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. But, but the crowd liked it because it was so stupid and cheesy. Yeah, and definitely they appreciated like an open the... Micro, uh, and that's what I, I you know, kind of learned as well. I think especially with podcasts and with, um, with people being so open about it with like Chris Rock and, and Louie talking about you know, they need a place to go and work out like yeah. the cellar where there's no cameras right. involved where you can you, you can test not, stuff not out do well and not see it on the internet the next day um people are more when they hear that they're more open to seeing you work on jokes so i've been getting into a habit when i'm on the road of like for 10 minutes at the end of my set i'll just take a notebook out and say hey here's some of the stuff i'm working on you guys interested and they love it and you can tell and they're genuine with their responses oh, they're not cool. gonna the, because you just did 45 minutes of stuff and they like you so if they like a joke that isn't perfected yet or not even close they'll you can kind of tell if it's got legs or not it's it's a it's a cool thing to do on the road and you obviously got past when did you get past it to seller how long ago how many years ago that was february of 2012 and you remember it like it was yesterday yeah, probably i right? do i was more nervous for that than i was letterman wow Without, really? wow. without question. How'd it go down? Without question. Yeah, how'd it go down? What was the, uh, what was the now, scene? Now, just can I explain to, yeah. you, to your yeah, yeah. listeners? The reason that 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 was so nervous was that it's it's such an intimidating place. Um, you know, it's the it's the, the best of the best. Right. It's the club that you know everybody kind of aspires to work at in New York. Um, 
there's so much talent there as well as the celebrity drop-ins. But, you know, if you don't do well in your audition, it's going to be a long time before you get a second chance. Whereas a lot of the other clubs in town, it's, you know, give it a couple of months. Maybe it was a bad crowd, whatever. Yeah. So they give you a primo spot. They want, they're setting you up on a silver platter. So if you don't have a good set, maybe, maybe it's not right. Maybe we don't work out together well it's a good way they do it that way though you know what i mean instead of making you do your audition some bad time yeah or some check spot somewhere something right exactly like they're like okay we'll throw them in the fire because if it's going to work here then we're okay because this is this is the good crowd right yeah she uh yeah so who else was on that night do you remember i remember keith robinson was um hosting <laughs> That's it. That's all you remember. I remember who I followed. Wow, it was a blur. So crazy. It was a blur, and I remember I got the two minute light and did maybe, maybe a minute instead of two minutes. Oh yeah. Oh no. So, and you usually need to get someone that gotta uh, give you the okay to go in and do that. Who who kind of gave you the nod? Oh, who went to bat for me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was uh, Nick Griffin, and well, it was Nick. Yeah. And then when he told uh, when he told them about me. Lenny Marcus kind of backed him up. Oh, cool. So those, those were the two. So you had the backup to the backup. But it was uh, it was it was stressful. <laughs> Nick Griffin, and he's another guy who's been on late night so many. Oh yeah, times, he just man. did his what eleventh, something like that. Yeah, that's crazy, man. It's crazy. All right, uh, let's talk SNL for a minute. What jokes? <laughs> I want to I want to find out what jokes. As a contributing on. writer, yeah, as a contributing writer, <laughs> the look on your face is like nah. How many contributing writers do you think are out there? Uh, I mean, they're not going to tell you, probably. But I really have no idea. I mean, they're all over the country. Like, how did you fall into that? Like, how did? Yeah, how does one become a contributing? It's just a matter of emailing. Um, Okay. I'm trying to think. I don't. I couldn't even guess what a number is. Um, How did I go come into it? I back in '07, uh, early part of '07. I uh, I was. I just expressed an interest in doing it, and uh, somebody suggested I just call the main number and figure out who to talk to. It's really <laughs> so like you like, just called like, SNL, just yeah, cold like, called SNL. <laughs> um, and it was a matter of it was it was it wasn't that easy. I still had to figure out who I had to talk to, and then I uh, left them a message. They got back to me, and um, so yeah, absolutely, send us a submission, and it was an August submission. <coughs> for the upcoming season the 2007 season um and they don't want you to like put together a packet of of you know 12 jokes from like throughout yeah, they the year to be timely, they want yeah. it to be topical so they give you the, the the dates you know give us 12 15 jokes from august 22nd to august 25th the, whatever news stories are in in that Within week time. Okay. uh anyway and uh, I've never had worse writer's block in my entire life. <laughs> I, I hit send uh, right before the deadline, and I was like, I'm, I should have not even just sent. I mean, I, I should have just erased that. You're doing more harm yeah, than good. Yeah, the headline. I can't I, do this. Right. It was terrible. It, yeah. was, it was, I was, I felt horrible. So, uh, yeah, sure enough, it was, you know, thanks but no thanks. And, and then the next year, 2008, which I felt like was uh Gonna be a little more difficult because it was an election year, right? But um, you know, sheepishly <laughs> emailed the same guy. <laughs> hey, remember me? Can I try again? Uh, I said, yeah, absolutely. You know, give us give us another packet. That's fine. 
It's and, great to uh, hear how then, open they are to this yeah, kind of stuff. Though. I mean, they ha- they have to be. They but, were, you know, it, it were and still are yeah. incredibly friendly. Yeah, and uh, and they tell you, you know, this is. Uh, uh, this joke made it this far this week. This joke made it that far this week, and so they have like a team that's well, giving it's, you. Well, it's good though. It's good that there's that feedback. It's good that they're that op- you know that open to ideas because like if you're not, you're it's there's no adaptation adaptation to like yeah. it's a it's adapt or die type of a show. So I'd imagine that like they need to be open to new ideas from other people. Yeah, but it's the math is. It's oh, so yeah. stacked against you. Oh yeah, of course. Because uh, and I, these are arbitrary numbers. I have no idea what the numbers are. Mm-hmm. But let's just say, for argument's sake, uh, they've got three update writers mm-hmm. plus Colin plus Che. So that's five, right? Mm-hmm. Um, plus, let's just say, for argument's sake, uh, twenty contributing writers. Um, okay, so that's twenty five, and, and yeah. each contributing writer. We're only limited. We we're we're only allowed to send in 10 jokes a week maximum. Okay. So that's, let's just say 200 jokes just from contributing writers. Yeah. If they max out plus the staff writers, plus the, the cast, if they have a slow week, yeah, they right. can contribute. If just, you know, stay busy just to kind of do something. Um, and if you count the jokes, the number of news jokes, the actual setup punch news jokes, they do, you're looking at maybe 12. Yeah. So the math is astronomically <laughs> difficult to get a joke on the air, but it's so much fun to be a part of. I can't even explain. Yeah, it. I would imagine so. And so you can only tr- I'll try out the submit jokes that one time a year that in August. That's it. Like you couldn't like say, hey, I have more jokes this weekend that I can contribute or. No, 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 no. Okay. It, it's uh, it's it's just like any other. So you're basically writing, auditioning in, in, in like every right area. okay for the season. For the you season, can't come in and, and say, "Can I audition in December?" I mean, it's for the it's for that. Gotcha. So it's season. not like it's not it's a little bit different from late night monologue style, where it's just like just sending the jokes whenever. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I think I misunderstood your question. Okay. I mean, I send jokes in every week. Yes, but you have to get like almost like okayed first. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You okay. have to. Yeah. yeah. You have to pass. Uh, yeah. Whatever the. The audition process, but it's very similar to how SNL operates its ticket lottery too, because I think you can only uh, uh, try or not yeah. try out, but uh, submit for tickets in like August too. So you, about August in SNL, what can I say? Yeah. You get uh, you get your it's name a hot in the month. You get yeah. your name in the credits if if one of your jokes land. If it's there, I've <laughs> you've never seen it. Never <laughs> seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah they speed scroll by. Speed scroll. You got to pause the TV, man. Yeah. They got technology. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's. You know, it's it's been a fun ride, yeah. But the, the cool success thing. rate is definitely yeah, yeah it's super low. It's not as uh, it's not, it's not what people think. You want to record a new album soon? Right what? now? <laughs> no, <laughs> this year I plan on doing it. This year, no, that's what I'm asking. I'm gonna do a DVD CD combo. Ooh. Nice, nice. <laughs> it's double dipping, double dipping on the CD DVD. Why do you ask? Where that question come? From? I know it just kind of came up abruptly in the middle. Because of the... I was thinking, I was like, man. It's I been feel, a while. I feel like you should have like five, six albums by now. Yeah, I've got a lot of material, but producing an album is just pain in the ass. It's yeah, it can be. I try to I try to uh, do it with as as you know the least amount of headache as possible. Um, do you know where you want to do it? It's just a lot of work. <laughs> where do you want to record it? But thank you for saying. Wait, that. come on, man! Like, how I, much I work can it be? I'm, I'm due. Pick a date, set the date. You know, <laughs> that wasn't audible. 
Was that audible? It was totally audible, we'll but it just we'll lets me know that. this album's we'll not coming out this we'll year. Fix that in post. <laughs> this album's not coming out this year or next Matt, year. Matt, we'll fix that in post. Yep, definitely will. Okay. <laughs> He's not fixing anything in post. <laughs> Come on, man. That, is, that, uh, that was going to be silent in my head when it came out. I was going to hear this. Nobody's going to hear this. It's all good, man. Don't worry about it. Um, that was, no, no, that I was asked more attractive than my uh, open mic restaurant joke. <laughs> I actually kind of like that, that joke. That joke wasn't bad. Like it, it like it, people really you know. shit on the early jokes. I thought that was a decent like early <laughs> but it, joke. It's definitely <laughs> like an oh kind of groaner joke, but you know it gets response. <laughs> right. Now, now if that came out of Mitch Hedberg's mouth, you know, yeah. album three is it oh, is sure. it the greatest thing ever written? Right. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Come on, Mark. This sounds bitter. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's not bitter. I'm just saying like. Like part of the illusion too is like people automatically laughing because they're a huge fan. Like if they're a fan of you, they're gonna laugh at that joke regardless because it's funny and it's you. Do you know what I mean? Nah, don't don't you think? Yeah, maybe. All right. <laughs> maybe I think that's why comics are so hard on on ourselves is because we kind of see past that. We see the more uh, the skeleton, you know, the the substance. Like, is the joke funny regardless right. of who's saying it? Is it funny? But that's why I like Regan so much. Yeah, is because you just if you just read his material. Yeah, like, if you just read it, it it's goofy. Funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. But if you read it like with him, you're like, I, I can. All right, that's hilarious. But the, I mean, the joke itself is uh, it's okay. It's okay. But but normally <laughs> I'm yeah. The the reason I ask because there's this one Mitch Hedberg joke that always stands out in my mind, and it's when he says, "Hey, I tried to walk into Target, but I missed." <laughs> Right? Like, right. I tried yeah. to walk into Target, but I missed. It's definitely like your uncle's joke. Yeah. Is it? Because I, lo- I love Mitch Hedberg, man. I think the guy's so yeah, funny. But, okay, but and I hear that joke, and I go, because it's Mitch, yeah. it's funny. And yeah. the way he says it is funny. Right. But if I said that joke on stage, or you said that joke on stage, is it even funny, or is it just this guy's a cheese ball? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. such a fine I, I, line gonna, this is gonna by like what I'm, works and what doesn't. Right. You know? And, and this might sound like I'm I'm backtracking on what I just said, uh, but personality doesn't matter. Oh, of course. I mean that definitely helps. So yeah, I look for the substance of a joke and and look past you know who's saying it, try to see if the joke itself. But the, at the same time, you do have to give weight to to who's doing it. Sure. Because that I mean that's the funny. Brian Regan is hilarious. He is because he's Brian Regan. Yeah, yeah. And no, every comic when you do. When you do a dumb guy voice, is doing Brian Regan's dumb guy voice. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 hey me, buddy. Maybe ain't stupid. I'm just being an idiot. Hey, you want a box for your dinner? Okay. Hey. But I got to tell you, I'm pretty good. Pushed all the buttons in the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> so I know I'm kind of talking on both sides of my mouth, but... Um, well, there no, is no, something, I, I truly, something to that. Yeah, there definitely I, is. I mean, because you know what it is? It's like personality will get you so far. Talent will get you so far. Right. Mm-hmm. If if you're la- if if you're unbalanced and mm-hmm. one's you know sixty forty seventy thirty whatever you can still be as successful and stuff. Right. But I I only brought it up because you specifically said on the page if you're reading Brian Regan's jokes on the page yeah. they're kind of goofy and weird but but he makes them magical right right. Um, if you've never heard of Regan before, I probably should have said that and read his material. It sounds good. If you know who Brian Regan is, it's impossible to not yeah, read his material and not voice, have that yeah. voice in your head. Right. Which makes it funny. Uh, you know, but you also don't want to fall into a trap of 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 pegging a comedian like he's going to he's going to deliver a 10 every time. Right. That's like saying I want to go see uh, 
I went to go see Jeter play. He went 0 for 5. The guy sucks. I did see Does Jeter he? go for 5. Does he suck? Because <laughs> he went strikeouts. 0 for 5? <laughs> <laughs> or because he had three ground balls to the pitcher? He probably can't hit it worth a crap. Or, or because he was dating whatever <laughs> hot celebrity was, I mean, and I, that day he slept <laughs> in, right, you know, because right. he was busy. Right. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because like, the, way, the way it sounds to me is like you're almost into the idea of like a great song is a great song no matter who performs it because you can tell it's like, oh, the way it's song structure or the hook or whatever. Right. And that is a testament to what a good song is no matter who's covering it. It sounds great. And it sounds like that's almost what you strive for more. It's just right. like if you just read it with no inflection, right. like it's a great great joke from beginning to end right. because of the structure of the whole thing. As a writer. Yes, right. as a writer. Exactly. It's, it's definitely I mean, a writer approach to it, yeah. But there's so many times where, where I or you know countless other comedians are sitting in a room, sitting in a club, see a comedian do a joke, and they're all just throw our hands up like, ah, oh, crap. It was right there. What a great joke. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're happy that whoever did it is, yeah. has an, an, an awesome joke in his or her arsenal, but it, we're also upset that, ah, yeah. damn it. I could have thought of that. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Do you uh, get frustrated when a lot when that happens? You, it, you see something, you're like, ah, oh, was right in front of my face. Yeah. When did that happen recently? Can oh, you? Ah, oh, gosh. I mean, it must happen at the cellar all the time, right? It does. Uh, I can't. I'm trying to think. Of it. I, I I watched that happen once. I watched. Uh, I was standing next to Dan Soder as Andy Sanford was telling the joke, and and Dan Dan Soder was like, God damn it, that was a good joke. Ah, you had it. You know it what though? Yeah. It, it, the, the good thing about um, when you build relationships, especially here in New York, even when you have those moments, yeah, comics are usually open if they know another the, yeah. comic to to give them a tagline or whatever. Right. Um, I've given I gave a tagline to your boy Bargatze who just did it on. Uh, Fallon. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Kinda, so, nice. You, so that happens. We're like, oh, what a great joke. But, you know, it might, might help it a little bit. And then yeah. you give them, and then if they use, they use it. If they don't, they don't. But so there's still that that element of, uh, oh crap, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. But at the same time, it, you know, it's such a cool community, right? That you're, you just, you could still it's be a, a part. Vibe. You could still be yeah, a part of a that vibe. joke, it's even though you didn't write it. Yeah. That just happened to me with with the Stefano set. Chris De Stefano on uh, uh, was he was on he, Myers also. He was on the Seth Myers, yeah, just recently. And last night, I think. And he's he's with a Puerto Rican girl, and so am I. And and he talked about, you know, I had never dated one before, um, you know, and white girls they'll go home and they'll watch their shows, but when you're with a Puerto Rican, you're in the show. You know, and I was like, oh my God, like, fuck, you know, it's like, yeah. it was right there. Yeah. It's totally right there. It's funny. And I'm like, God damn. And yeah, it just happened to me today. Yeah. And I was like, shit, <laughs> man. But I mean, it was a great joke and, yeah. and it made me laugh really hard because I could obviously relate, but, right. but just as a joke writer, it was like one that's low, low hanging fruit, you'd think, Yeah. but I wasn't near the tree, I guess, yeah. you know? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, I think that's that. I think it's one of the 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 great things about comedy, though, too, is that you're like, oh my god, like that's it's making the funny out of just these sometimes inanimate or inane or mundane, I guess is the word I'm looking for, uh, type of experiences. It's it's really cool to see. Yeah, but that relatability is oh, also yeah. huge. That's that's all. That's almost all of it. I mean, that's because you want to be relatable we're all worried about does this sound too relatable like too hacky almost like, like is it too is relatable too easy am i trying to please there lot, everyone there are, of, there are a lot of comedians who will will scour the other you know the comedian landscape like has anybody ever done something like this like you write something you're like this sounds too easy. too much like too good. this is too did italian did i just write a hit song or too good yeah, like, yeah. But like, i just wrote a hit song and i just really, cover i didn't sweat over that didn't take too long to write like <laughs> yeah. i didn't too did, easy. You know, did I subconsciously do something that's been done before? Right. Mm. So you got to ask, you know, a dozen comics and 
clearly. You, you think like Chris Rock thinks that? I would imagine the big guys think it more. Almost. Yeah, you they, think they do? You think like Louis and Chris Rock and those guys that are obviously on top of the food chain right now? Like they they think about those uh, things. I, I tell, I know those. Yeah, I've seen him do it. He's he's called me a couple of times about. Uh, do you do a joke like this? Do you joke like that? Ah, oh, that's cool that he does yeah, that, though. He'll, he'll do something. And Jay Okerson talks about that quite a bit, too. Yeah. He always gets calls from Mattel. He's like, hey, do you have jokes about Russian midget porn? And <laughs> Jay's like, no one has jokes about Russian <laughs> <laughs> Just like, you, Just Dave. you, Dave Mattel. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah, All it's, right. a, it's a cool world, man. I mean, it's uh, that's what I love about New York. Yeah. It's, it's very tight-knit, and uh, I don't know. It's kind of like we're all on the same boat cheering for each other, but at the same time we're competing secretly competing. yeah yeah, yeah right and that's a kind of a weird paradigm but well i mean you know it's 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 the book news of sport and lg my only one of this podcast here it goes here comes, here don't comes. blow it <laughs> like larry bird michael jordan it's like the competition between the two of them this is where i'm getting the flank stairs no where Dude. are you going with this the yeah. competition is good because it works for everyone makes them each work harder and they're, but they're both great in their own right too and they, yes, does that work? Is it my, you're my leaving st- out the part that they celebrate each other and their successes, which I don't. Okay. I wouldn't say they did. All right, right? all right. God <laughs> right? damn it! They're two totally different uh, son of a bitch <laughs> art forms. <laughs> all right, listen, I'm not good with sports guys, and everybody knows that Larry David is nothing without Scottie no, Pippen. Uh, no, I said Larry Bird. <laughs> Larry David. Well, Michael, I didn't say Larry. You I said, said Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan and Larry Bird. I thought you said Larry David. No, did I say Larry Bird? It doesn't matter, guys. <laughs> we'll fix that. I'm gonna post. get you. I'm exactly. gonna get you both you out of here Larry before David? we're six feet under. I thought under. I said Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, the Celtics. Can we rewind that after I, we're done here? Listen, Keith Alberstadt, I, you're gonna be hitting back? the road soon. We're when going we, to Sunnyvale, California. Listen, the OCD's gonna kick in. We hang up. When we do the podcast, hang up. When we when we hang up. Can we go back and listen? I want to hear. I uh, meant Larry Bird, Michael Jordan. Did you say two basketball players? If you said Larry Bird, that's totally on me for hearing Larry one David. from the Bulls and do, one do from the Celtics. Because I know good. what he said. What did he say? He said Larry Bird. No, he didn't. He one hundred percent did. Uh, I'm, oh. a, I'm a doofus. So does it still work? Does it work? Well, I don't think they were happy <laughs> now, now about gotta, each other's now success. Gotta, so. Now I gotta hear the analogy again. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember the analogy again. It's I lost, gone. You lost me when I heard Larry <laughs> David. No, I thought I said Larry Bird. True story. You're gonna be in Sunnyvale, <laughs> California very soon. Rooster T Feathers. <laughs> Rooster T Feathers. Then uh, early June, you head over to the Comedy Club of Williamsburg in Williamsburg, Virginia. That's correct. And then mid-June, the Comedy Club OBX. Yeah, the Outer Banks, Outer North Banks. Carolina. North Carolina. Hey, East. you know what's on the way? You know what's on the way? What's that? To the Outer Banks. I do. Yorktown, where the Revolutionary War ended. Fucking <laughs> uh, guy. Yeah. Then, uh, then the Outer Banks yeah, has the, Outer the old uh, lost colony of Roanoke. Who's with me? <laughs> All right. Bordering the Outer Banks is Kitty Hawk, where the first flight took place. Sure. And the Wright brothers right. who were born in Ohio. Born out Dayton. That's right. Yeah. The Dayton and, uh, Flyers. That's right. University. So you know the story by the Dayton University Flyers. The Dayton Flyers. Sure. I'll go at it with you toe-to-toe, Keith, if you want. I used I to vacation. going to lose this one. I used to vacation all the time You know, Wright, Wright State, also in Dayton, is upset. Which Wright State? Uh, University. Okay. <laughs> is upset that they're not the Flyers. Making you nervous? Uh, that's true. And there was actually a big uh, big fight between the states of North Carolina and Ohio when those state quarters came out as to who was going to get oh. the Wright brothers. Right. So uh, North Carolina ended up with first in flight, whereas Ohio ended up with birthplace of aviation. Yes. So... <laughs> 
Matt, I'm, I'm no, coming, no, no. I'm coming I, for the grand I, slam. I'm just, uh... And you know what's funny is that uh, 99.9% of people <laughs> who use those quarters don't care. <laughs> it's they just true. want to know they're still worth 25 cents. That's <laughs> yes, right. Exactly. All right, Keith, pleasure, man. Hey, it's thanks for having you. me. Matt, we're going to fix that belch in post. <laughs> fixing anything in post. KeithComedy.com is That's the website correct. you can attend. Did you say Larry Sanders? I did. I said... I said <laughs> Actually, I said Colonel Sanders from Kentucky. <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mark wants to hang up. I, know. I don't want to hang up anything. <laughs> hey, it's not on my dime, man. I called I called the laughbutton.com collect, so this is, this is on their bill. I love the laugh button. At Keith Alberstadt, and uh, good luck spelling that unless you're German. It's uh, Keith, A-L-B-E-R-S-T-A-D-T. That's correct. Or you could just go to my website, keithcomedy.com, correct. and all the links are there. All the links are there, and I'm, they ain't sausage. I'm a, I'm a DT guy as well. My, my, as well with my last name it's pronounced I, Jenkins Matt do you know right. what that is that's Keith's comedy album which you can purchase is that ever coming out on vinyl it's pronounced Jenkins uh, it originally came out on vinyl did it really that's how long I it's been since that. I've had a, <laughs> I gotta get a new one here what was what was the speed they don't even use anymore it's 33 45. and a third 45, 45 but no then there's 78 right no way 70 yeah you don't know yeah. about 78s oh, yeah, I love 70s. 78s American Revolution my ass <laughs> All right, Keith. Good to see you, man. You too. All right, that was Keith Alberstadt. We learned a, a little bit about Keith, or a lot of bit, <laughs> yeah. depending on how much stuff you know about anybody. So that's all relative, I guess. How how many people do you think you really truly know a lot about, Matt? Well, one more now. Okay, so Keith. Who else? My fiance. Okay. My brothers. How long do you get to call her your fiance before you finally seal the deal, man? Uh, then I'll start calling her my former girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because it has to drop. How long have you been engaged? About a year and a half. That's okay. I, I waited two years after I got engaged. Okay. So so it's still not like terrible. No, no, okay. you're in good shape, man. Right, cool. I, people take their time anyway. Well, it took me like ten years to ask her. We were together for that long before. I, I mean, do you just have? Did you just have slow speech back then, or was it like? Well, yeah, I was a very shy, introverted person, Mark. I, well, I'm thinking so along the lines of like those trees from the Lord of the Rings, you know, where, you know, when you watch the movies, you're like, okay, they're just going like. This. But no. in the books, there it takes them hundreds of years to no. you know have a conversation or whatever. No, no. Okay. No. All right, well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Laugh Button Podcast. Glad we got to the bottom of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you go to thelaughbutton.com. Check out all of our headlines as we add them daily. And be on the lookout for contests. So we have ticket giveaways all the time on our Facebook page. Just pay attention, people. Interact with us at the Laugh Button. Follow us on all the socials. And, of course, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Rate us, review us, tell your friends about it. You might get a cool poster. You might get a cool poster signed by some of your favorite comedians of all time. All right, I want to thank Keith Alberstadt for joining us on this edition. You can follow Matt Kleinschmidt on Twitter at IMKleinschmidt. You can follow me at MarkSaysHi. Until next week, this has been a Laugh Button Podcast. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.